0: Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Garrity, and I am so excited to record today. I feel like I say that at the beginning of a lot of episodes, but seriously, I just planned this episode out for like an hour. I feel like I just have so much to say, and it's been getting me so jazzed to record. Also, I have to know, I'm feeling like such a nerd right now. But I'm just looking at the date that this is going live this coming friday, which is november 11th 2022 So it's 11 11 22 and i'm just looking at the date here on my notes on my computer and Like that's kind of cool. Like I feel like that's gonna be a special day You know what it is gonna be a special day because I have two of my favorite people coming to visit me on friday but like I don't know. Is there a name for this date? I feel like there's a name for this thing. Because it's like 11, 11, and 22. And 11 plus 11 is 22. I don't know. It just looks cool. That would be a good, like, wedding anniversary date or something. <laughs> I'm being such a nerd. But you know what I mean? I feel like people that plan out weddings try to find, like, cool dates like that. That just, like, look cool. Like, back on October 10th, 2010 i'm sure people had like 10 10 10 i remember that was a thing in 2012 everyone wanted like december 12th 2012 you know that just was like a cool anyway moving on i have to tell you guys that i have the best setup right now wait is this a joke what is that noise you have to be kidding me i was just saying this is my most ideal podcasting setup and i think Someone is outside with their leaf blower right now. Like this literally has to be a joke every time I am About to record like in the morning the lawn mowers are going the leaf blowers are going like I just think My podcast schedule is aligned with their leaf blowing or Uh mowing schedule. Okay that went away Thank goodness. I was like seriously right as i'm saying I have the most ideal setup They're like nope (laughs) the universe is like just kidding. Let's throw a wrench in your plans Okay other than that minor interruption, it really is an ideal setup because, ah, this is just what I'm so excited to record. It's like perfect, like late morning, it's 10am, okay? I'm setting the scene. My pumpkin candle is going, my iced coffee is going. Ah, so good. Brody is literally like laying at my feet right now. Oh my goodness. He looks really cute. He's sleeping. I got my slippers on. My barefoot dreams blanket is wrapped around me. Brody is walked and fed and tired. We had the best like crisp morning walk, but it was so sunny out and nice. I had the best night's sleep last night because I popped an ollie before I went to bed. That sounded like <laughs> scary. That sounded like popped up. What's that medicine that I took after my knee surgery? Oh my God, that sounded like oxy. Jeez. No, Ollie is those like, gummy vitamins, you know, Oh my God, not to be confused with like drugs. Um, let's not say popped and Ollie. I uh, took <laughs> a Ollie before I went to bed. If you guys have had those, like they're like the purple little sleep gummies. And um, I just took one because I feel like two, I feel kind of groggy if I wake up. But if I take one, it just makes me feel really zen and sleepy and helps me like stay asleep. Because I feel like I've been waking up in the night a lot but not last night. I slept so well, had the best walk, had the yummiest coffee. It's like sunny out, but crisp and everything is right. I'm like jazzed about this episode because of my coffee. Today I got plans coming up. I just was with friends. Like, yeah, life is just really good right now. I also have to say, shout out Kaylin. Thank you, Kaylin, for this suggestion for this podcast episode. She just wrote in and said, hey, can you talk about being an influencer, brand deals, all of that. So I interpreted that as I should talk about how I negotiate brand deals, money, obviously behind the scenes of influencing because I've never really talked about this. I was thinking about it in my last episode when I talked about how I plan my life and I remember talking about How branded content works and kind of planning that into my schedule and I remember it feeling kind of like awkward and it just felt really like Odd and abnormal because I never talk about it Like it never comes out of my mouth explaining how I do it It's just something like internally in my mind that I schedule and I like literally am never talking about it to Maybe to max a little bit like i'll tell him about my schedule or he'll be like hey any new exciting brands You're working with or you know, just a little chat like that but yeah, it was like very weird to kind of explain. And I think there are a lot of layers to this here because if you didn't know, I have been on social media for so, 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 so long. And the game has just changed tremendously. Like, if you guys weren't watching youtube in 2012 you wouldn't even believe me how different social media is now like i if any of you were there then i even think about how like the physical website of youtube looked so different and like being a creator on there was so different like the videos themselves everything was so different and just the whole, like, culture of social media and, like, privacy on the internet. Everything was so different. Like, I just cannot stress enough. Like, people wouldn't even say their last names. Like, you wouldn't even say where you lived because I felt like privacy was such a thing. And now people are, like, meet up at this day at this time. Like, it's just people are way more open and it's just different. And some people wouldn't even say their first name. Some people were just known as, like, their screen name, you know, like, Beauty Baby One Two Three, And, like, that's, like, all they were known as. And they would just do makeup and, like, no one even knew their... I don't know i'm just trying to say like (laughs) it, it wasn't a career back then i don't even know if you could make money that was the beginning of when you could make money i didn't know you could make money for years i didn't make money for years and yeah i just also think like with that like people being more private on the internet also like working with a brand i felt like was a lot more private and behind the scenes and now there's just a lot more transparency towards that and i feel like the whole world is kind of moving in a good direction with that and people are becoming more transparent with like their salaries and what they make and i don't know yeah i guess it's helpful with influencing as well like that's literally what i'm going to be talking about today but i would say it's probably a lot more beneficial for people to be open with that and like the traditional career path of if you like are my twin sister and graduate from BU and then now you're in your entry-level job and just hearing other people talk about like how much they make in their starting salary in a similar position you could be like oh well, why is that so different so I think it's good like the whole salary transparency thing and people being open about it um just so that you can make sure you're getting like equal and fair pay and all of that but yeah like I just think back to my first brand deals and you would literally get a brief as a creator with like your talking points and kind of talking more about the brand and I just remember it saying like confidential all over it and they kind of wanted certain things behind the scenes um and I think now that happens like to an extent but it's I mean, not really like brands just want you to be your open, honest self. I feel like brands have learned a lot with influencer marketing, knowing that the way that their products will go go over well and kind of perform the best in uh, content creators' content is by the content creator just being their normal, like, natural self and just acting in a way that they always do and, like, integrating the products in a normal way, how they would actually use it and not the brand being really specific oh I I I can't say I feel like I'm not gonna like name out brands if I'm talking crap about them I will never forget like years ago like like probably end of high school yeah I think I was a senior in high school and I was so excited to work with this one brand and they gave me like a 10 page brief like almost a script like verbatim like you have to say this you cannot say this and I'm like oh my gosh and like again in my mind as a content creator the brands that do the best or they're like hey like super chill right like they're like hey we just want you to say that you have this code and they can get this um offer they can get this deal on our website they can get this discount but the rest is up to you like do your thing girl like we trust it. you know what i mean so i think that's kind of better but that's something different and i think now brands will just more so be like here's your brief here's what we want you to say again like let your natural self kind of shine through and more so it'll be like do's and dotes like maybe don't talk about competitors don't talk about our brand in like a negative way but it's less of like confidential you cannot say this or like i don't know i just it's so weird how it's changed so much i mean it's literally been 10 years since i started which is just i like can't even imagine i feel like i'm going to get emotional in this episode thinking back to my 15 year old self and now i'm 25 and i'm still doing it and i had no idea where i was gonna go and like i'm just so happy at 15 16 17 18 that i like just had the drive and inner motivation to keep going and just to like learn everything from scratch and i was just like young and excited because now if i started and i had to teach myself from like the what's it called from the ground up from Not rock bottom, but just, yeah, I literally knew nothing about it. I just had to Google things and kind of learn by trial and error. Like, I don't know if I would have the tenacity anymore. But again, it's just such a different world. Like, I'm sure I would know a lot more. Like, information would be a lot more, like, readily available than it was in 2012 about just being an influencer, I suppose. Like, people are way more open about it now. I think the biggest way influencing has changed since 2012 is that it is just way more of a thing and it's way more normal in a sense because in 2012, like I could not tell you guys enough how it was legitimately the wild west, right? Like a brand would email me and say, Hey, we're going to pay you like 50 bucks for this video. And I would be like, oh my gosh mom like they're gonna pay me 50 bucks a hundred bucks 200 bucks 500 bucks Like it was so just random and like was there any rhyme or reason? I don't know the brands probably didn't know either. Everyone is just trying to figure it out Like it could be 200 it could be 3,000 like no, I wasn't getting that in high school Oh my god, no, but like, you know what I mean? I and I would just say okay Like I had no idea of my rates at all, which I'll get into later like how I kind of found my way with that but I just need to say I feel like so much of why I have never talked about any of this stuff is I think there can be a lot of shame and guilt with making money as an influencer because you aren't really seen as legitimate as a traditional career. Again, I think that's changed. I think people see it now and are like, okay, yeah, we can tell that there's like a lot of opportunity in this. Clearly you can make a lot of money. Everyone sees how these big influencers live their life on like TikTok and social media and stuff. But like things that I've, I've heard it all through the years, right? But hearing things like you don't work, I have it in my notes right here is hard in quotes. Like you don't work hard. Cause I think it's hard in some senses, not hard in other senses. Like For example, I think it's hard in the sense that people maybe don't realize how much negativity can be thrown at you And that can be really hard to juggle and can maybe really affect your mental health And that might be sort of like a downfall of doing social media that you didn't anticipate and something that you never dealt with before So that can be hard and that's not something that you would get with a traditional career, right? like my sister well, I guess she's kind of (laughs) a little bit of a uh public figure if you will or influencer and like kind of like i'm sure she gets like certain mean dms just from being like in my videos and she has an instagram and that has followers and whatever but do you know what i mean like i think about my friends that don't get like hate kind of dm to them every day or comment on their videos like they don't have their life just picked apart and scrutinized and looked at under a microscope like i do um but for an like for on the flip side is what i try trying to say is i would say it's very not hard it's very easy in the sense of it being so flexible i can live wherever i want i can work wherever i want i'm my own boss i can do what i want i can not do what i don't want i can work as hard as i want and work a million hours a week or take a week off like you literally are your own boss and in that sense it is such a blessing and so easy and so different than like any other job you know but yeah, it just really makes me not want to talk about any of this stuff, hearing for the past 10 years and things like, oh, things just like fall into your lap or like, oh, this is so easy. Or I wish it just like, you know, side little comments like that. Um, it just makes me want to be very private and low key about it. And it just like makes me uncomfortable. It's very weird set up how there is just kind of unlimited opportunity in the influencing world. But then I'll see friends going to like law school or medical school or grad school. And it's like, they work so hard and for such a long time and school is so expensive and they'll be in so much debt. And then coming out of that, like, you know, starting, I mean, what do I know? Like I am not uh, going to med school. and But do you know what I mean? Like coming out of that, you are becoming like a doctor. Are you in your not residency yeah your residency and then from there I'm like thinking back to Grey's Anatomy but like what I'm trying to say is the amount of money you make in that time after you've had so much school and probably so much debt is capped like you don't have unlimited opportunity like you do as an influencer and so you're like okay here I am yay I'm a doctor but I'm only making I don't know what you make as like a starting resident like 60 70 80 90 100k whatever somewhere in there maybe and you're like slowly trying to pay off this debt whereas if you were influencing like The amount of money you can make is endless and so it does make me feel guilty like it really does over the past 10 years like I do Feel guilty in all this because I see my friends going through school and working so hard and in their careers And it's like they still don't have the opportunity that I have to make literally endless money like It's crazy and it's like such a blessing obviously And it's just made me realize how much like having your financial freedom is I don't even know everything so lucky such a blessing like I have been able to do So much and so there definitely is guilt associated with that. I'm sure if any of you do like influencing or maybe uh, like see all this feels so icky and uncomfortable for me to say like I would say that I probably make more money than a lot of my friends or peers and it feels icky like I feel guilty and I know I shouldn't because I've kind of you know, done this for 10 years now, and, like, it's the reality of it, but, yeah, it just kind of makes me sad sometimes that that's just how the world is set up, that, like, people that literally change people's lives and save people's lives, like, nurses and doctors and lawyers and stuff, I I mean, I'm sure, like, surgeons and um, certain lawyers make way more money than I do, but it's just, like, uh, I don't know. I think you guys are understanding what I'm getting at, that, like, traditional career paths you still like even working so hard and having such like meaningful impactful jobs you still may not make as much as something else so it's just kind of like backwards to me but I know that's just like how it is and obviously influencing is such a valuable thing to brands and companies and over the last 10 years they've obviously understood how valuable it is to them and How it can help them in their like marketing tactics and whatever it is. So yeah, I feel like I could go in circles with this. Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. You guys know how much I love Athletic Greens in the mornings. You see it in my YouTube videos. I am just obsessed. I've been in such a routine of taking it in the mornings for honestly over a year now. And it really just makes me feel ready to tackle my day every day. If you didn't already know, one scoop of the AG1 by Athletic Greens has 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, literally all the things. I always mix mine with cold water first thing in the morning with my little frother. and The flavor is something I really crave and honestly love now I think because I have such positive associations with it does that make sense and it really does taste so good and just fresh to me a little tropical like pineapple and it's just such an easy habit to incorporate into your life that has an enormous benefit on your overall health and well-being like supporting better sleep quality recovery mental clarity etc also it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements individually they also have little travel packs of ag1 that are so convenient when you're on the go these are actually lifesavers for me to support my health when it typically is taking a hit, going right out the window during my travels. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash happy hour. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash happy hour to take ownership over your health And pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now let's get back into the episode. But the reality of it is is that I couldn't be more grateful for this. Like, this is where I feel like I'm gonna get emotional because it's such an insane like opportunity in my life to be able to support my way through school. Like if I really think about how much like doing social media has changed my life. Oh like I'll get into this TikTok because now I'm thinking about something else. I'll talk about that when I talk about that in a moment. But Yeah, like I would have so much debt if i'm going to boston university If I didn't have my social media all throughout college like I am just so lucky that I Shout out Hannah, my bestie that encouraged me to start it My as a freshman in high school. Like, I was so damn young. like I was in ninth grade and I was like, you know what? Let's just post these YouTube videos for fun. And that's what I did for two years. Couldn't make money. Didn't know you could. I don't think you could yet. And then slowly but surely, like my junior year of college, my senior year of college, that's when I'm trying to, you know, put on my business hat and being like, okay, I'm 17, but let's like email this brand and negotiate my $50 here. <laughs> like I had no idea what I was doing, but like, I mean slowly but surely and I guess in a way all at once my freshman year of college is really when it started to take off And i'm like, you know showing my college experience, which is so interesting to so many people like I miss those college videos I'm, so happy that I have all of that documented to look back on And I think it was really my sophomore year of college where I was like, whoa, like All of a sudden i'm making enough money that I can like pay off my tuition as I go here Like this is unreal that I don't have to take out loans Like I thought I was going to so like what a freaking blessing and i'm so happy that really my mom Like enforced in me all of my life how important your education is and no one can take that away from you And i'm so happy that I like had those values because by my junior year, senior year of college, I was like what am I doing? Like, I just want to keep doing this influencing thing. If you guys followed me back then, you may remember, I was like, should I like transfer, move to LA, like drop out? And I'm so happy I didn't. And I just feel like, yeah, social media is obviously, I just talked about this forever, how it was like such a blessing to be able to get my education but like it really was and I don't know if I could have done it without social media and maybe I could have but I'd be paying off loans until I'm 80 so that was just very healthy helpful and also like it's just given me so much it's obviously changed my life and I I never talk about like the financial side of it but that's just the reality that it's like enabled me to do so much that I never would have been able to do like like Just knowing that I have that is, like, kind of, like, a cushion that I can help myself, my loved ones, is, like, the biggest blessing. Like, I keep saying that. Like, it just feels like, uh, I don't don't know. Like, being able to help friends and family along the way over the past 10 years, like, makes me feel so good. I'm going to cry. But, like, especially, like, the sudden death of my dad, like, three and a half years ago. Like, that's something that, like... I never really talked about and no one would know but maybe if you lost like an immediate family member like I have you know oh god that was such a hard time (laughs) me and my mom and sister would always be like it's as if no one has ever died before (laughs) like I just remember like you know going to the bank or being on the phone with AT&T for like hours trying to like close accounts things like that and we're like why is this so hard like has no one ever died that's ever had a cell phone or a bank account or an email like why is it so hard and that's separate from that but being able to help out with like funeral costs and things like that, like it's so expensive like I don't know if I would have been able to do that without social media and so who that's just another thing like it's such a blessing in my life, and I wouldn't have been able to like move to a new state and like furnish my new apartment and just like live my life on my own terms how I want without this like financial freedom that social media has given me like I've traveled the world and I I know I am. I just obviously need to say like all this makes me kind of cringe It like I don't want this to come off as bragging at all. I hope you guys get my intention that it's not I just want to be more transparent and open with this because I never have and it's been requested and um, I'll also tell you about a conversation with my friend Louisa over this past weekend that like really made me think about this and Yeah, just know bottom line that I know i'm so lucky in all of this And i'm so privileged and that in itself in itself is a blessing that I You know, even like starting youtube was a privilege, right? Like I had access to My little white macbook but also like I think things that people don't even realize is I feel like I was such like a (laughs) Savvy girl even as like a freshman in High school like I don't even know if I ever shared this but i'm always like I sat in my purple bedroom on my little white macbook But even the white macbook. Oh my god. I couldn't afford that of course like saving up my probably like Allowance like ten dollars a week over time and I remember like bidding on this white macbook on ebay like I don't think I ever Like shared that but i'm just realizing now like I literally bought my first white macbook on ebay probably like half off you know, and so I just feel like I was always like obsessed with laptops and whatever that's separate from Before I started YouTube, but I know it's like such a privilege that I was able to do that and (laughs) scam my way into getting a camera and equipment in the beginning because that's so expensive. And I just feel so lucky that I started when I did and that I've just had this throughout my life in the past 10 years because clearly it's like such a positive thing that's really changed my life. And I do, I'm sure you can tell by me talking about all of this over and over, that I do feel very guilty at times. Just kind of like looking around again at like my peers that are my age and I also have to remind myself though Like what I always try to tell my sister if she compares herself to me is i'm like lucy Okay, we are both 25. We're twins However, like when she's in her job search and i'm like here. I am in my career kind of thing for Like if you will call it that a career I suppose it is for 10 years now i'm like don't think of me as 25 think of me as 35 Like I am 10 years ahead of you because i've been working for 10 years like I I, I'm lucky that I was able to start on my thing that i'm doing right now in my adult life when I was 15 so that i'm already like scaled to where i'm at right now, but I just have to remind myself in these times where I feel kind of like bad and guilty and shameful like looking around at Friends and family and like like they're working really hard But maybe they make less money than me and they just have certain like limitations on their life that I don't have and it makes me feel really bad I just remind myself of like my intention and I started with the best intentions obviously you couldn't even make money and I was just doing it purely for fun like I just loved documenting my life and I've talked about this before but I think a lot of that came from my dad would always be filming home videos and so I think I grew up like with him filming all the time and just like smiling and laughing and showing fun memories and moments and so I think that was just instilled in me to do that and so it's like I've always had the purest of intentions and I try to remember like where I started, and why <laughs> am I emotional on this episode? Just like, of course, I'm thinking of my dad, but like, just sharing like genuine, real moments in my life and memories, and trying to like keep that at the core of what I'm doing. Because when it does get too businessy and too like just feeling like an ad, and feeling just all like branded content, it does make me take a step back and be like, what am I doing? Like, I need to keep my intention that i've had from the beginning of sharing my life and helping people along the way and i just like have to know my heart you know in these situations but i was talking about my conversation with louisa over the weekend that really got me thinking about this whole like behind the scenes of an influencer thing since she was telling me about this tiktok and it's oh, I know it's really crazy and kind of scary how my phone's probably listening right now because it's right next to me But your phone literally listens to you especially tiktok you guys it's creepy Like I know you know exactly what i'm talking about How if you're with a friend and you're looking at their phone and a certain tiktok pops up Like you'll open up your tiktok on your phone and that's the first tiktok on yours You know, like for some reason it like knows I don't know So louise is telling me about this tiktok that she saw and i'm like, oh my god I didn't see it tell me and she's like, it's so crazy. This girl named victoria paris You guys may have seen this tiktok. I feel bad I'm, not really on tiktok. So I don't know who that is But i'm assuming she has like a lot of followers because she's talking about like kind of the behind the scenes of an influencer thing So louise and I had a whole conversation about it Um, but basically what this girl is saying i'll like paraphrase here if you didn't see it she talks about how I think she started being, trying to be an influencer, like maybe right after college. And she says how in the beginning she like obviously had no idea what she was doing, had no idea about her rates, blah, blah, blah. And she said that, um, I remember her saying she was like picky about what brands she would work with Which is of course like such a good thing to just work with brands that like you really love and want to work with and She says how like three different brands in the beginning. She remembers working with one was like, how about like 500 bucks and Um, or maybe no, maybe the brand was like, what's your rate? And she said, yeah, this is how it was The brand was like, what's your rate? And she says 500 bucks. and they're like, okay, perfect. Yes. Can't wait and she's like, hmm okay and then The next brand was like how much and she was like i'm gonna get the numbers wrong But it was maybe like something like three thousand dollars and the brand's like, okay, yeah, perfect and she's like, huh like this is crazy and then The oh i'm like messing this all up But I think initially she said she says when she graduates college that she had twenty thousand dollars of debt Which by the way debt is like such a crazy like sub Subjective thing because I remember seeing comments being like, oh my god, $20,000 of debt. Like, that's crazy. And meanwhile, I'm like, I would have had so much more debt if I didn't have. Um, social media throughout college. BU was insanely expensive. BU was like $70,000 a year or something ridiculous. That's just a whole other conversation. Like that is banana land. And of course, um, again, Lucy and I were so privileged and lucky that our parents were like, hey, we have some money saved up for you guys for college, but not that much money. So we can help a little bit here and there, but like you're on your own sisters for the rest of this. Like you'll be taking out loans. Anyway, all that is to say this, Victoria back to Victoria. She says how when she graduates college, she has $20,000 a debt. And so Um, then the third brand is like, Hey, how much, um, are your rates? And she says something like, Oh, these other brands paid me like $25,000. So how about you pay me $20,000? And the brand was like, Hmm, okay. Like that's like a pretty high rate, but okay, sure. And she's like, in that moment I realized I am now debt free, like with that one brand deal, I have no more debt. And I don't even know if I watched this far in the video, but I remember Louisa telling me she says if she does one or two of those brand deals a month, she will like make more money than her parents make. Like something crazy like that. And she's like, in this moment, I decided that, like, wow, this is such an opportunity. I need to keep going with this and like be an influencer full time. And I think that's such a difference with like how Well, i'm sure the majority of people on social media now have started within like the last couple years Right and you've kind of like blown up on tiktok or youtube or whatever And then there's little old me who's been an og forever And there's like such a difference there where I can't like I can't blame anyone no shade or like shade You know i'm not shading this girl victoria for deciding to do it full-time from there because who wouldn't like that's such an opportunity But there's such a difference here where like people that i've started social media in the past couple years See social media know how much money An opportunity there is from being an influencer and they're like, yep, that's my goal That's what i'm going to do This is going to be my job and my career and i'm going to make it work because they know what like what a Monetary like incentive there is meanwhile for me like I had no idea you could make money I was literally just doing it from like The pure intention of my 15 year old heart who wanted to like film herself doing eyeshadow, you know So it's such a different thing But of course like no shade to anyone doing that because how can you not know in 2022? What being an influencer is like like it's everywhere. Everyone's an influencer, you know, I always say that i'm like literally everyone is an influencer these days even if you have like A couple hundred couple thousand followers on instagram, whatever like you are an influencer Like you obviously have influence on those people and I feel like brands are not like Do recognize that and work with smaller influencers. So Anyway, all of this is to say that I feel like people are being way more open and honest about this And louise and I had a whole conversation about that And I just feel like for the general public who maybe isn't into that like louise has that she's like damn like that's crazy Like you can make so much money. I didn't even realize and i'm like, yeah You didn't realize because meanwhile, I don't talk about it with you girl Like I don't talk about it with anyone and I saw another girl So then of course I go on my tiktok later, right? And then I see that tiktok and someone is duetting it and they were talking about how like Bluffing is everything in the real world of career Not that influencing isn't the real world, but you know what I mean? There's just such like a difference and obviously uh, The kind of career it is it's not like traditional by any means anyway She talks about how bluffing is everything in like the traditional career world and salaries and promotions and she kind of gets into how she tells her current company that her competitor company is offering her way more which she did they did offer her way more because she told them that she was being paid more like basically how you just always need to advocate for yourself and she was looking up like equal and fair pay and was like i should be making more and but she was just saying like this girl victoria Has it right? Like if you say hey, this brand is paying me 20k you should too and the brand was like, okay Meanwhile, she's like wow damn like I didn't know I could get paid that much, you know So anyway, thank you so much helix sleep for working with me since I am your number one fan I am absolutely obsessed with my helix mattress So I got my helix mattress when I moved to pennsylvania over two years ago now and it is just incredible any other bed i sleep in ever I never sleep as well if it's my family's friends hotels whatever i just always wish i was in my bed with my helix mattress it just it hits dip okay so helix sleep actually will match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you with their quiz and ask questions about your firmness preference if you're a side sleeper on your back your stomach etc do you have aches and pains when you sleep they also have several different mattress models to choose from they have soft medium and firm mattresses luxury models mattresses for big and tall as well as mattresses actually made just for kids. they also have models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side which i do i sleep on my side back when i took the helix quiz i was matched with the midnight luxe mattress because i wanted a medium feel and again i sleep on my side max and brody and i love it and not only is it the best mattress we've ever slept on but the setup was so fast and easy especially if you're in the market for a new mattress take the quiz order the mattress that you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free helix is so awesome you guys already know i'm the number one fan but you don't have to just believe me since they have over 12,000 five star reviews which is crazy i get the happiest dms from you guys too being like i use your helix code recently on my new mattress i've never slept so well like there's a commonality here between what you guys tell me and what I feel of just being able to fall asleep easier and actually stay asleep. Hicks has also been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as well as a go-to solution for improving sleep. So go to helixsleep.com slash take their sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will, believe me. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away And helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you guys at helixsleep.com gretchen That's helixsleep.com gretchen. And now let's get back into the episode Enough about that <laughs> This is for 30 minutes ahead and I haven't even said what i'm happy about Happy quote or idea. So we'll keep this short and sweet You guys know I always say something i'm happy about happy quote or idea So what i'm happy about today is <laughs> 30 minutes in, LOL. (laughs) My morning snuggles with Brody. Okay, something so small and so simple. It literally is the best start to my day. Oh, it's so good. Recently, it's been like, Brody and I have been like like, sleeping in a little. And by sleeping in, I mean like 8.30, okay? Don't, come on. I'm not sleeping till 10. Anyway, what I've been loving is that, see, but I know, like I'm so, I feel like I always have to say with a grain of salt, because I'm sure some of you that work 9 to 5s are getting up so early because you have a commute and you have to, work out before your work and stuff and I know that's like a lot so I know I'm like very very privileged here that I'm so flexible I can kind of start work whenever but I do feel a lot better getting up in the daylight early and having most of my awake hours during the day I feel like it's funny because it's always like the grass is greener right like I feel like a lot of people that do influencing like me I kind of like crave more Um more of a schedule or like discipline sometimes and sometimes i'm like wow nine to five would be really nice To be like you have to work during these hours and then when you go home after five you're done Because my work will always like sprinkle into the nighttime. I'm like, oh, it's six six seven. It's eight. It's nine But I could like answer this email Or do this or like write the description of this video or add the links for it like there's always more you can do but Anyway, what am I trying to say? Oh my morning snuggles with birdie they literally are the best start to my day oh and because what I was saying is we'll get up at like 8 30 but Max has been getting up like 8 or a little before 8 and he'll get up and go to the rink and if Brody's not in bed he'll always be like Brody come up and he'll tell him to cuddle with me and he cuddles with me and I wake up cuddling with him and I just lay there and I don't go on my phone and I cuddle with him and I talk to him and I say good morning Brody and I pet him and it's literally the best start to my day and it's just like so much serotonin and yes if there's any day that like I'm really busy first thing or if I wake up late and I have to like run to a workout class and I don't get that moment I can tell my day is just not starting off on the right foot and morning snuggles with brody is just like ugh, The best thing ever. I love you B. he's oh He looks really cute right now laying in my feet. Okay Happy quote or idea so I was initially gonna say <laughs> To go in line with this episode, uh, fake it till you make it because <laughs> I feel like that is so like there's such a time and place for that kind of saying or quote like obviously with what I was saying like if you are negotiating your salary if you are influencing and telling a brand like say hey this other brand paid me this much like you're faking it but then you're gonna make it when they pay you that much and you know what I mean but I also saw this thing like right before I started recording and I clicked out on Instagram it was like someone reposted Maybe like a, like, a, like a speaker, like a TED talk or something. And I just saw, you know, how you can have the captions. I just saw these words pop up quick before I like clicked out of Instagram. And it said, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And that like took me off guard for a second. And I was like, whoa. Like people would try so much more. Like I even think that to myself. Like I think about, oh, these business ideas. Like maybe if I created athleisure or wrote a book or had a blog. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But if I knew, if I was certain that I couldn't fail at writing a book or making an athleisure brand then, oh my gosh, I would do it. So it's like, whoa, we should all kind of have that mindset. And that kind of is similar to the, uh, I mean, similar but different to fake it till you make it because it's like, if you knew you couldn't fail at this career, like taking this interview, if you knew you couldn't fail, yeah, in this line of work, then of course you'd go for it. And I guess in a way, I kind of had that mindset about social media because I think I'm really good at speaking things into existence like law of attraction manifesting kind of thing if you will like literally my whole life (laughs) I feel like I've spoken to existence and it's never quite exactly how you think it will come about but I think back to like young Gretchen and I was so obsessed with like fancy things in life like I was like a bougie little girl my parents will tell you (laughs) I always say that my parents in present tense because my dad is with me but my mom will tell you. My dad from heaven will tell you, that they would laugh and say, "Yes, I was such a bougie child." Like since, oh, you guys, since I found out what serving turf was when I was probably seven years old, I'd go to like a restaurant. We'd be at Applebee's. I'd be like, "I'll have the serving turf," and my parents would laugh and be like, "Ignore her." They'd be like, "Gretchen, they don't have serving turf here." But like that just goes to show, like when I was a little girl, I just loved nice things in life, and I would say things to my parents like, "I." I'm gonna drive a fancy car when I'm gonna have a big house. I'm gonna buy fancy things I'm gonna have all these nice clothes and not that any of that matters, but I just Had this vision for me because I loved like nice things Like I don't know honestly, maybe I do know where this came from I feel like my dad was like me in a way that he like loved nice things and liked spending money and stuff like that And I feel like I got that from him And so I'd always say things like that my parents would be like, oh you better get a good job like whatever and like, here I am, (laughs) and I'm, like, so lucky that I have this lifestyle that I, like, can buy fancy things, and it's obviously not how I thought it would be at all, but it's, like, I think about how I'd be, like, oh, when I'm 25, like, I hope I have, like, a really nice boyfriend, and a really cute dog, and, like, a cozy home, and things that actually matter, and it's, like, all of that came true, and I just feel like I was so, I've been such, like, a certain, like, decisive person my whole life, seeing exactly what I want, and so I can't help but get there when i'm like going after exactly what i want i don't know you know so i feel like in that kind of way back to what i was saying like i knew i couldn't fail because i would be like this is what i want and this is what my life will be and that's exactly where i'm going and it's going to happen like that's so me too like i believe things to be true before they're even true like i'm just like oh i'm certain that things will work out and i'm certain that this will be okay and i kind of live my life that way and it's nice like I just always truly believe like things always have a way of working themselves out but Anyway, interrupting super quick to tell you about my favorite watches We all know g-shock and the latest additions to the g-shock women's lineup are so cute. You guys the gmas 2100 sk series they come in four colors and are transparent I personally love the clear one the best since it goes with everything They're so stylish and also so durable and really just hold up over time The gmas 2100 sk series are so sleek and great for every day They come in clear black pink and blue and they retail for 120 dollars each, which I I feel is so reasonable for their insanely high quality. So, you can chop G Shock timepieces at gshock.com. Again, you can chop G Shock timepieces at g-s-h-o-c-k.com And now, let's get back into the episode. we're like so deep into this episode already. I have so much to say. Um, briefly, quickly, that this past weekend I had my bestie Louisa visit and Caitlin. It's so weird saying Caitlin. We call her KP. And Louisa and KP visiting is always like. They feel like home. And I know I was saying this in my vlog when I was in Boston over the weekend right before Halloween. And I was like crying leaving because I think you as you grow up and you are an adult, it's it becomes very helpful to find home in different ways. Because if you move away from your hometown, you may feel homesick and you may not feel at home. And I think for me, like moving to a state where I didn't know anybody (laughs) in a town where I didn't know anybody other than my boyfriend of course that I'm moving with and my dog like finding home within people and friends and family and not just one but several is really helpful and Max definitely feels like home and I feel so safe and cozy and comfy with him and I would say a dog having Brody definitely feels like home and so this place has just felt so cozy and like I'm just obsessed with Our little home and our first place, but I also feel like I really find home of course in my mom and sister I have to say but also friends like old friends Like they just feel like home like my heart just feels so Full like everything just feels right when i'm with like good old friends Like I know no matter what they have my back. They have the best intentions for me They would never say anything bad about me. They're always like cheering me on rooting me on They're very honest with me and I just love it and so Leaving Boston was so hard with a group of friends like Maddie, Taylor, Hannah. Like, Hannah, you guys know, is the reason I started YouTube. We go way, way back. Taylor, we go way, way back. And just some of my bestest friends, like, they feel like home. And so, Louisa and KP are also some of my best friends that feel like home. And just having them visit over the weekend was, like, so special. It always just feels like, oh, I needed that. Like, I just, like, I feel, like, charged up from being with them, you know? And so that was just the best and yes I have a conversation with Louisa about like influencing she's like wow this is so crazy that this is the thing like I saw this TikTok and I'm like damn I know it like it really is crazy and yeah I also have like I was saying this Friday two more friends visiting I'm so lucky I feel like so blessed that I have like have found just some of the bestest friends that I just like trust wholeheartedly and we have so much fun together and I feel like I have such different friends like for example louisa and kp this last weekend like we just have so much fun together and we like went out and had tequila shots and went crazy and then meanwhile like the opposite end of the spectrum you guys know my bestie taylor is so like not like that and me and kp and louisa just like to like hang out and chill and like hang out with Brody and get Starbucks or whatever and when Taylor will come here she'll be like okay what's the itinerary what are we doing we're gonna get up we're gonna go to a workout class we're gonna go shopping we're gonna go here we're gonna go to dinner like you know what I mean so I think like my friends can be so different but I love that my friends are so different and I feel like I don't know I just like get I'm fulfilled by the different aspects of them in different ways and Yes, I have taylor and maddie visiting this weekend and it's gonna be so much fun and It's gonna be so different than last weekend if I told them we were gonna have te- tequila shots. They'd look at me like terrified. So Yes, oh, I just yeah life has been so good because i've been seeing friends and I also feel very lucky with like the friends i've made here in pennsylvania I feel so Comforted by them and loved by them and they just make life a lot more enjoyable here last thing I will say because this episode does not really have to go with this at all but um, actually this is probably going to go up before (laughs) my video about this so you guys get like you really are getting like the tea firsthand and like the sneak preview because I haven't posted about it on Instagram yet because I wanted to wait until I had like my long form content on YouTube out kind of explaining it but (laughs) and you can't tell because you can't see me right now I got my lips done (laughs) I got lip filler and that sounds so scary to say i'm just being like Big controversial girl in this episode No, it shouldn't be controversial and guess what none of you should care because it actually doesn't impact any of you (laughs) and Um, I guess that that's harsh. You know what you can care. I hope that you think they look good and you know what if you don't think they look good then that's okay and you can keep that thought to yourself <laughs> because I like them and I just wanted to get them for me and to try it out and I thought it'd be fun and that's all like I am not doing it to look like anyone else or compare myself to anyone else I don't care about any of that I've just thought about it for a while and I thought it'd be fun and this probably sounds so dumb But very simply i'm like I love my lip products Like I love my lip liners and my lipstick and my lip gloss and all that And I sometimes feel as though I have such a small top lip that I literally can't see it So i'm like I kind of just want to do this so I can like see My lip products more when I have my makeup on and i'm like smiling like I don't know I just feel like I would like the way that would look And so I got lip filler and it's not that deep and i feel like also people have come such a long way with i feel like there used to be so much negativity oh my god when i think back to when i started youtube if you like got anything cosmetic done you would get so much hate people would be like hey eh, this is like such a bad message to young people and which okay i understand if you have like a lot of young followers and you're promoting like changing everything about yourself but clearly that's not the situation here people i didn't read my whole body i just got a little lip filler okay relax also, people would just say like, oh, I like the way you look better before. Blah, you look worse now. And it's like, okay, that's so horrible. <laughs> like, if they decided they want to do that and just you do you, girl. You know, let people do what they want to do. So that's the tea on that. I didn't even use my full syringe. I may go back and add more, but that's all. And you know what? I guess you won't even see them yeah, by the time this is up. You'll have to wait till I post the YouTube video talking more about it and I'll maybe at that point I'll post pictures on Instagram you know what I should do is like soft launch and like post a picture on Instagram and see if anyone notices first like I don't honestly don't even think anyone would notice especially if I'm not like really close up because they're pretty subtle anyway let's get into negotiating here we go I had to teach myself how to do this at 16 okay because I had zero idea of what to do I like I said would accept any money that was offered my way at first because It was just a fun hobby of mine Not of course any brand that wanted to work with me I just think back to like the funniest brands would reach out sometimes they would be like Hey, please promote our kitchen spices and I would be like What? (laughs) I am not a cooking channel honestly now if someone said that I would be like Okay, honestly facts like if it's like the cinnamon that I put on my Toast with peanut butter and banana all the time and make cinnamon rolls with and okay, sure. And the cinnamon I put in my coffee, like, yeah, you should sponsor me because I use it all the time. Anyway, you know what I mean? I just think back and like certain brands, I would be like, sorry, no, this doesn't really like align with what I'm doing on my channel. But any brand that did, that I already use that like really aligned with my content, I would seriously accept any money that they would offer because again, my goal was not to make money. My goal was just having fun and I didn't know that you could make money. And so literally $50, $20, hundred bucks, even if I was worth more like I didn't know and I it, it was kind of like doing these videos was really fun and Making money was like wow. That was the cherry on top. Like I, I'm not kidding It was not seen as like a job. Okay. I'm all out of sorts now you guys because max just came home While I was recording and he brought me coffee. How sweet. I actually whipped out my vlog camera to show my vlogs so you can see the behind the scenes of his podcast. Um, Well, it'll just be the either like week in my life, days in my life vlog of when I'm getting lip filler. (laughs) It'll probably be that vlog. So yeah, check it out if you're interested. Anyway, I was telling him about what this podcast is all about. And I was just chatting with him about it and saying like, seriously, my first brand deal was probably like, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. But I'm like $100 to a broke, doesn't have a job, 15-year-old who, who like goes to the mall on the weekends and spends all her money at Abercrombie Kids. Like that was big. And like that. that's why it's just like not even that much money was just like like life-changing in high school because then I had more than just like my allowance or birthday money to spend at the mall on the weekend with my friends literally Abercrombie kids so (laughs) that's yeah it's obviously just crazy how much that's changed okay then after that so I was saying after like when I was 17 years old Gretchen got smart and started asking for more money or saying hey You know similar to that tiktok. I was saying like that girl. Hey, this brand paid me 200 Like you should too. I don't even think I was smart enough to like kind of like bluff But I would just be like wait. Yeah, no this other brand paid me more like can you pay me that much too? and It was always such an awkward feeling like asking for money for more money, especially being so young right and and inexperienced. I'm like these brands know exactly who they're like emailing right now. They know that i'm 16 years old like Like kind of like what? (laughs) What experience do I have what Allows me to ask for more money literally at 16 and like i've barely even done youtube, you know, so I guess I just learned at a young age to Advocate for myself you could say um And you know what it shouldn't feel that weird to ask for What you're actually worth and like advocate for yourself, right? But obviously I was just so young had no experience with it. So it felt very weird but thinking about it now like, I feel like a brand would respect you if you're like, hey, no, 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 I'm worth this much and this is why. Like, if you couldn't back up your claims, right? I remember specific points throughout my time on social media that were really, like, game changers and, like, changed the way I thought about it all and really, like, helped me make this my career. First of which, I remember brick Michio and i shout out were chatting and this might have been like the first time i met her in person or even before that or after that we might have been on the phone or like texting or something i'm trying to think was it in person maybe it was in person um we were just talking about brands we worked with maybe like how much we were getting paid stuff like that and i just remember her being like gretchen you are getting ripped off okay brands should be at least paying you x for your videos and this is why this is how many views you're getting and I remember being so shocked I was like huh you think they should be paying me this much I have never seen that number not even once I was probably getting paid like a fifth of what she was saying a quarter so that was so eye-opening to be like what and she's like yeah and this is why because you're like generating <clears throat> this many clicks on their website and this many sales and you're getting this many views on your video and that also as a side note that was another I didn't even write this in my notes or think, but now I'm thinking about it like that was also such a game-changer when I realized like at least this is what I think your amount of subscribers on YouTube your comments your likes none of that matters literally all that matters to get I mean this is separate from brand deals getting paid on AdSense on YouTube is just is what it is like there's ads that play plan your videos and you get paid for that the only thing that matters And changes that amount of money you get paid is views literally just views and so then I think back like remember when clickbait era was such a thing I'm sure some people still clickbait, whatever it's because You just get paid off of views literally Views like it's like there's ad rates for how many views you get and so you get paid more if you get more views And so that was also like shocking. I'm like, wait what (laughs) I should just post more and try to grow my audience and get more views and then i'll get more money. So yeah, I remember also early on uh, maybe even before this point a brand sharing stats with me from sales they made from a video and that was like so eye-opening I'm just thinking back like I mean this is so long ago now but just I'm sure there's like way more instances like this but from what I can remember like these really stand out to me because I was like oh my gosh like you probably paid me 300 bucks 400 bucks for this video but you were showing me the sales from this video I sold four thousand dollars of swimsuits, like. Make it make sense. I'm like, wait, what? Make maybe Brooke was right. Maybe I should be getting paid more. And for sure, after this, I think they raised my raise. They're like, okay, yeah, facts. Like, um, yeah, we can pay you more. And thank you to this brand way back when because this definitely helped me leverage other deals. You know what I'm saying? So from here, I really just like, yeah, put on my little business entrepreneur hat as best I could when I was like 18, 19 years old. I remember making a media kit. I don't know if that's still a thing. Do people still have media kits? Like probably. And I remember like this is what I would send out to brands and I felt so like professional. And it would have my stats, it would have like my average, maybe video view views of my video. Oh, i wonder if it would have like comments like that. i don't know and it would have like my youtube video views of all times and my rates for like different things if they wanted like an integration into a youtube video or a dedicated youtube video which i feel like is not a thing anymore or like an instagram post or an instagram story stuff like that and then it would be like why and it could show like uh, typical sales that i like generate from a video i don't know and so Like, how did I know how to do this when I was 18 years old? I literally just had to figure it out and like tips from other creators here and there and literally Googling things like, I I don't know, like trial and error, you know, I am so proud of my 18, 19 year old self, just really trying to figure it out all on her own. Like, oh, that's cute. I also remember this was also like a big game changer too. My first paid brand trip was with Victoria's Secret Pink, believe it or not, to mexico yeah to cancun mexico in 2017 i believe and i remember i met shelby church here shout out shelby shelby i haven't seen her in so long and it was really really nice to talk with another content creator who's been around even longer than me and just kind of like pick her brain and get her tips right because i still felt so i mean at that point i was like five years in but i was I didn't know what I was doing and I mean I was still like so young and she told me about how having someone to negotiate for you and vouch for you is so valuable and she told me why that's like so advantageous and to have a manager right to speak to who you are what you've done show your stats play both sides of which is like There's just like endless benefits to having management in my opinion being on social media could not recommend them enough But emphasis on management that you trust and that you know has your best intentions in mind, right? So I just think having someone because I know that they can do this They can play both sides right of being like hey brand I know that your budget is this I know that you're focusing on maybe it's this new product launch maybe you're like a smaller startup so I understand that makes sense perfect but Gretchen is really worth this and here's why and they can show like what you've done in the past um and so I think having someone to negotiate for you is just I can't even like say how valuable that is for like a number of reasons that's one of them Also, it allows you to focus on what you're good at, which is making content and not trying to do everything. I think in the 10 years I've done social media, I've gotten really good at delegating and realizing, hey, this is not a strength of mine. So why am I going to focus on that? Wait, oh my gosh. Okay, I can't even make this up. That literally was a call from my manager. Wow, right on cue. Maybe he could tell telepathically that I was about to talk about him. Um... Yeah, I was just saying that it's, like, so valuable. You can focus on your strengths and your weaknesses. You can delegate. You can, you know, carve out more time for what you're good at. Like, I – yeah, that's something I would have told myself earlier on is, like, outsource for things that you're not good at and not efficient and productive at because then you can just do a lot more. And, like, now I have, of course, like, a financial advisor investment guy. I have accountants. I have my home management team. And – I could not do it without them so This must have been the same year that was probably like February March of 2017 when Shelby was like yes Management is so valuable. I know you're probably scared of them taking a cut, but it is so worth it so I'm like, okay, so I start looking for a manager and Let me just say I'm so happy. I went with my gut on this. This is summer of 2017 at this point I'm after it's after my sophomore year of college And I lived in new york city for the summer with my friends and I remember being in that teeny little apartment in new york and I think the first I think I I feel like I was looking at like three different managements and then the first one I talked to I didn't feel right. Like I had such an ick They had such a big percentage that they were taking And this guy was like kind of rude and I felt like talked down to me and basically told me that I was getting overpaid and I was like huh and I remember at this time being so wary about it because I'm like hey this would be really cool to have someone like negotiate my brand deals for me take a lot of like the workload of emails off of me because I'm in college full time but I'm also supporting myself and like paying my tuition so I literally cannot start making less money here because like I'm paying my tuition so if I'm gonna start making less money I might as well just keep doing it myself so I was so worried about that and yeah, this guy was like really bad vibes. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. He's going to take like 30% or something crazy. I don't know if this is right, but in my mind, I believe that like industry standard for me, if this, I hope maybe if some of you do social media, this is helpful. I believe it's like 20%. Like a management should be taking 20% of what you make. Um, and I know that sounds like a lot and sounds so scary, but they negotiate everything and they are doing so much work on their end that, It is worth it. And I believe that you will end up making even more money anyway because they have access to like so many brands and can reach out to so many brands and have the time and the resources and energy to talk to all these brands and can negotiate higher rates for you. So yes, um, what was I saying? (laughs) I'm really happy with one with my gut because this first one I was like, uh, like maybe he was taking 30%. I'm like, I don't know about that. And he told me I was getting overpaid in the... Maybe I would start making less money. And I was like, uh, I don't know about this. And yeah, basically this all went down summer of 2017. And it's so funny because I've literally never talked about this. I feel like this is so like behind the scenes in my life. Um, but I guess I should just say how I found my current manager and my manager that will like always be my manager Long story short, some of you may know this if you've like really like looked into me. I don't know why, what it's not like that crazy or interesting and like my kind of like back end of like management and stuff. But um, also if you've just like followed me for a while, maybe you could put the pieces together. But long story short, this is actually crazy for how I found my manager is it was vlogmas of 20... 16, 2015 maybe 2015 uh yeah I think it was 2015 because Um, uh, mm, yeah I think it was my freshman year of college sophomore year I don't know anyway so long ago now um long story short I was home on winter break from college and I remember in a vlogmas video I actually want to go find that video that would be so cute I was like, oh my gosh, you guys this video just keeps being recommended to me on my youtube every day And I just watch it and it's so sick You should watch it and it was like day in my life of harvard swimming. I promise this all comes back to the manager I'll I'll wrap it up But then lucy like sprints into my room because we have our little jack-and-jill rooms and bathroom whatever and she's like What video were you just playing? I heard the music and I was like, oh, it's just this harvard swimming video I found and she was like, oh my god, shut up I watched that this morning like it doesn't have like the sickest remix It was like maybe alt j or something. And we're like, oh, we love this video. It's so cool whatever and then obviously I went to Boston University, so I was at Boston in Boston at the time. And I remember um, the name of like the YouTube account. I was like, oh, you must be a videographer in Boston, like someone that this swim team hired. So I was like, hey, Spencer, hit me up. And then everyone that watched my video went to that video and were like, Gretchen sent me here. So then Spencer is like, who the heck is Gretchen? And he might have like emailed me or something and was like, hi, it's me Like I heard you were like asking about me and I was like, no way what the heck are you a videographer in boston? And he was like, no, I was on the harvard swim team when I made that video a couple years ago and like it must have been like a couple years old and um Yeah, so it, it's actually just crazy how we connected from that and I was like, whoa what and then we ended up meeting in boston and He was in boston later and we just became friends like we literally just became friends from social media and um I feel like he was really talented with, like, videography, photography. He would help me, like, take pictures of us whatever. We legitimately were just friends, right? So this was, like, a year prior to me looking for a manager. And I think he had, like, a little, like, management group. And I feel like he would say things to me here and there. Like, oh, if you're, like, looking for management, come this way. And I would be, like, oh, no. Like, we're buddies. But, like, nah. Like, nah, no. Nah, like, we're just friends. I'll just, like, keep this separate, whatever. And then finally that summer, I was, like, you know what (laughs) the reason I'm having the egg talking to all these other managements is because they don't know me personally and I don't really know them and I'm sure to them I'm just a number and I'm not like their biggest you know highest performing creator they're not really gonna care about me like do I know if they have their my best interest in mind I don't know like I don't know them and so I remember that summer being like okay like Spencer we're friends like leap of faith let's just like do this and it was the best decision I made in my whole life and they are literally family to me now tape rock management Shout out. It's literally changed my life It's so funny talking about it because again, that's like so behind the scenes of what I do like i've never really talked about it and Now it's just like this whole management group. There's a bunch of employees They have like the sickest office in laguna beach in california if you guys saw When I was in laguna, I went in september and october and Obviously, it's just like the most beautiful, fun place and I get to like visit them. And yeah, I've just like never told that story, which is so crazy. I feel so lucky that we get to work together and it was so nice that we were friends before. And so I've just always like trusted them. And I just think if you're a creator, finding a management company that you like fully trust and align with, and I just, uh, just everything about them just sets them apart from other managements at least in my eyes obviously i'm biased they're like my favorite people i feel like they're my family but just like ethically their heads are so screwed on right and not only are they like working so hard for me but i just feel like they have the right idea about everything like they they want it to be good experience for the creators but they also want it to be good experience for the brands so if they think like oh or if like a brand comes to them right and he's like we want to pay gretchen this much they could even say like hey Um, that's like really high for Gretchen or something. Obviously, they don't want me to get paid less But do you know what i'm saying? I just think they have such a great idea about it like they don't they want a brand to have a good experience and a creator and so Yeah, I cannot recommend rock management enough a little shout out little plug. I love them I've literally never talked about them because again like back when I signed on with them. Oh my god That was five years ago now crazy and they've just changed my life for the better in uh, Numerous ways. I can't even explain But again, that was like so behind the scenes and it was like, oh, you like don't really Talk about this like that's more like hush hush But now it's just like more open like people are just more open about it And like I love our you guys obviously saw the girls I was with in laguna like rachel rackie and a hide jennica like I Just like love every all like the group of girls that we have with hip rock and they're just the best and Like I said, I noticed that everyone that does influencing is so scared of making Less money with management taking a cut. But again, I just cannot stress enough how helpful it is to focus on what you're good at, which is content, right? If you're a content creator and have someone kind of take the heavy, like businessy side load off of your back. And all of this is to say um, that, because I, t- I know this is all about how I negotiate brand deals, right? Like the behind the scenes. And they handle all the negotiations now, and they have for the past like five years, which is so nice. And I think back to my freshman year of college self and I was on the rowing team and I was a bio major. I was drowning, right? And I would miss, I'll never forget. I miss I miss an email from a big brand and I saw it like a month later and I was like hey I'm so sorry like I miss this like my too late and they're like yeah you are and it was like gut-wrenching to me I'm like oh my gosh this would have been so good like I use this brand all the time I love them they're like yeah you're too late so I was missing emails I just was drowning like I couldn't do it all and then Shelby is like yo it's so important to have someone to speak to who you are as a creator management is really really important And I'm like oh my gosh so now I don't miss emails anymore (laughs) Which is lovely. They handle all of that, and you should know though that I still have complete say, of course, in what I do and what I don't do, and I can give input of, oh, they offered this rate. No, this that's you know lower than I typically do. Here's why. But they handle like all the negotiations, all of that. It's just like literally the biggest weight off my chest, and it's so weird to talk about this because I never do, and I don't know. It just makes me scared because I feel like. When influencers talk about like, oh, I have this management team or five like editors or whatever. Everyone is kind of negative. Like, what do you even do? And it's like, there's just so much that goes into it way more than people think, right? Like this podcast episode is maybe an hour long, but it's like, there's an hour of planning. And then it takes me a while to do the ads and to record or to record, I just said record, to edit it. And then to put it on like the hosting platform and to do the description and then i'm promoting it and so it's like everything's like a whole lot longer than you think and it's like the filming of the youtube video but then it's the editing of the youtube video and the uploading and the tags in the description and the monetization and the thumbnail and the link for the brand and the code and the text like there's just so many little things and obviously i'm not complaining because i love what i do but it's just i think sometimes more than people think And, yeah, I feel like this is getting long, but that is, like, the basics of how I used to negotiate brand deals, like, how it's done now. And I guess to give you some insight of, because you're probably like, well, what is the deal now? I think, you know, eh, I was going to say it might be half and half, but it's probably more brands that reach out to my management about me. That I'll work with um, but of course I still i'll give them like lists of brands like oh i'm loving this brand right Now I want to work with them and so i'll work with brands that way too Like it goes both ways But I think I just have so many brands like reaching out about me that my schedule is so full already that it's hard to be like Wait, I want to work with this brand. Can we squeeze squeeze them in, you know um, which That's a great pro- problem to have i'm so lucky that I have like so many brands to work with because I also just feel like i'm someone that like loves things back to my bougie self like I use and enjoy so many products and things in my everyday life and like i for example you guys know i've worked with hellofresh for years now and I love them and I buy my HelloFresh with my own money and I would be buying them regardless of if they paid me for a youtube video here and there or not you know what I'm saying so it's like I just feel so lucky that I can work with these brands that I love so much oh way is a perfect example I have bought and loved way hair care forever literally like every step of my hair care routine is way so when I get to work with them on a youtube video I'm like pinch me like this is like a dream come true and it's funny because, like, for a certain thing, to give you more behind the scenes, uh, I will, you know, for, like, an integration for a YouTube video, maybe Way, for example, is, like, they'll pay me to talk about it for, like, a minute or two. But then I look back at it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I talked about them for six minutes. I'm like, Gretchen. <laughs> so when you guys are like, oh, this sponsorship's so long. Like, it's just me making it that long because I love these brands and I have so much to say about them. And I think now it's just a lot more streamlined because, obviously, I've done it for so long. But... I would say, like, how my management negotiates brand deals. Like, again, I'm not really, like, a part of that, which is so nice because then they can just come to me and say, hey, we've agreed upon this. This brand can pay you this much. Are you in? Are you not in? And, like, we can go from there. Um, But I would say they probably will say, hey, we want to work with Gretchen. What do you think? And then my management can say, hey, here are, like, her rates. What are you interested in? And it really, really depends because, for example – Um, this is always so exciting. I remember back in Some time in college I signed my first like year-long deal and I was like wow like this is a serious thing now like if I know I can You know if I sign this contract and I work with this brand every month for a year every other month for a year on youtube Whatever it is on instagram Like that is money that I know for sure is coming in and I can like pay my rent with that and like It was just the most exciting thing and so there's a lot of like differences because maybe a brand for example wants to do like a one-off post for this new face wash for this new pair of leggings for this, whatever this new product they have rolling out and I can be a part of that and that's really exciting especially if it's a brand that I like love forever and they have this new thing that I want to pr- they want me to promote or it can be a year-long thing like with HelloFresh maybe I post a YouTube video for them every single month and that's so exciting and that's just like a year-long thing that I know will happen and it's a brand that I like love and so I hope you guys understand what I'm saying here that it can be a one Instagram post or it can be like a YouTube and an Instagram together or it can be every other month or it can be every month or it can, you know what I'm saying? Or the brand can just, it can be a brand that I've worked with before and then they come back like a year later or it can be a new brand, yada, yada, yada. And I think sometimes maybe they'll say, hey, this is like our budget we have for this. That's all we have. Is she interested in? Or they'll ask the rates or whatever. Um, Yeah, so I think that's how we go with that And I also feel lucky that i've just done it for so long so that my management has like a lot of experience to speak to And they're like hey if you want this this is like what she's done before that's similar Um, maybe this is like how many sales she's generated. This is why she's worth this much so yeah, that's just like how i've been able to make it a full-time thing and again like I should end with. I am so grateful. I know uh, it is such a privilege and such a blessing that I have been able to do this because I love it so much and whenever things get harder, I get a lot of negativity or there's like a drawback about it I remind myself again How I started with my intention and I remind myself that i'm so lucky to be able to do what I do like there are so All the positives really outweigh the negatives with what I do and just being so Flexible is so nice. I can pretty much travel whenever I want I can build my content into that and around that and be able to work wherever I am I obviously with a boyfriend that plays hockey and we never know where we're gonna live that is so lucky that I can just move with him because uh, I've worked remote forever, and so it's funny when everyone went remote during COVID. I'm like, yeah, I've done that forever, so like I get you. I get everyone's like, oh, it's like so hard, like it's pretty isolating, and I'm like, yes, I know what you feel. It is isolating working as an influencer, yet again, all the positives weigh out the negatives. So. I hope this was, like, interesting to you guys. I hope this was helpful. Kaylin, shout out again for this suggestion. I hope that you enjoyed and, yeah, I feel like I spilled some tea. I've never, really talked about my management. They're my favorite ever. Shout out to Barak. The whole team of people. Everyone is just, like, the best. They're just, like, good people that I trust wholeheartedly. They literally have become my family and, like, they'll be at my wedding and, like, you know what I mean? I just... It's so crazy how everything works out. And I always think if I had never found that swimming video, like I may not be where I am today, which is insane to think about. Oh, yeah. I also talked about how I got lip filler, (laughs) which you guys will see coming soon. I'm going to end off this here. I know this is getting so long, but I love you guys. Thank you so, so much for listening, and I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car,